0: Hello and welcome to University Challenged with me, Tony Kent. Now, can you imagine passing your UK driving test at 18 and then a month later you're behind the wheel on the roads of Chianti? Or how about if your first job after earning your BTEC was nannying for an Italian family in Tuscany and you didn't speak the language? Terrifying, right? No, well, not for Leanne Barry. Leanne's story is one of being expected to leave home at 18 receiving sound advice from her dad that opportunity was not on her Hastings doorstep and how the family she first started working for adopted her as one of their own. In our conversation, Leanne describes how leaving the UK meant she was able to fully push her own boundaries and enjoy not one, but three distinct career arcs, which today sees her working in marketing and communications at KPMG in Verona. Leanne challenges the idea that you need a degree to establish yourself in another country and offers clear examples and expert advice on how to make the most of every opportunity that comes your way. If you're interested in starting again, switching careers, or want to know what it takes to go from childcare via tourism to marketing and events for a global organisation, this episode is for you. Hi Leanne, thank you for agreeing to join me for University Challenged.
1: Hello, it was lovely to be here.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Um, so before we get into it, for the listeners today and for the listeners to come, can you tell everybody what your name is and what the job is that you do today?
1: Okay, so my name is Leanne Barry and I currently work in the Marketing and Communications Department in KPMG in Italy, in Verona. And
0: in Verona. <laughs> yeah. Verona. Um What's it like there at the moment? Make me feel warm because I'm sat in my house and it's it's chilly. It's boiling, honestly.
1: (laughs) The the sky is blue and it's, well, boiling. I wouldn't say that, but it's about 18, 19. So, yeah, nice weather, as always.
0: (laughs) I've got a scarf on, as you you can see. (laughs) Um, It's about eight degrees here. Okay. Um, (laughs) Now, you're in Verona, but you're not from Verona. You're not from Italy. Um, where were you born? Oh, well, I was born in Kent
1: in Farnborough, but then grew up in Hastings in East Sussex. So on the
0: seaside. Great. <laughs> on the seaside. On We've the had a little seaside. chat about the waltzes, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um And um, what do you remember? So you went to secondary school in Hastings?
1: Yes. Um, done all of my schooling in, in England in Hastings. Um, yeah all the way up to the end of college.
0: Great. Okay. So can you tell me what your memories are of, firstly, of secondary school? What was that like? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What a question. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, a bit mixed. I would
1: say I had a lot of fun. I just honestly thought that school was all about friends and going out with friends and just having fun. I wasn't very dedicated to the academic part unfortunately looking back on it now mm-hmm. but saying that i i mean i was in the drama team and i and i used to do sports as well so i wasn't totally not connected to the school but there were some things that if they really interested me, me then i would do them but yeah. then there were other things that just uh, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. I was not one of the best students in my year. (laughs) (laughs) Even even though, you know, the teachers would pull me aside all the time and tell me, you know, if if you do, if you sit and listen to the lessons, you could do so much more better. But it just wasn't for me. It wasn't, I just didn't feel that I could do any better at school and so we would just pass the time just mucking around bunking off as you would call it back then oh
0: I haven't heard that for so long bunking off my English
1: is so old school my brother takes the mickey out of me all the time because I'll say words like mooch and he's like well do you still say that (laughs) yeah unfortunately yeah so (laughs) I wasn't really very good at school I could have done so much but I really do realize that now if I just sat and listened I would have got easily so much
0: more better votes but I wasn't interested yeah. at all okay but well, it's interesting what's interesting um, there is that if you like pay through the nose to send your children to a Montessori school they're allowed to follow the things that interest them yeah. so you were already doing that you were of that <laughs> mind if it interests me then I'm gonna do it yeah definitely. okay what exams did you take at secondary school uh GCSEs OK, so did you get any? What did you come out with? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Pass them all. I think the only thing I got a D, in, and I don't know if D is considered a pass or not. A C is still a pass nowadays.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. D's yeah. a pa- pass, yeah. OK,
1: yeah. well, I passed them all. I got D's in science, I think, and then all the rest were C's, B's and A's. So ah. that's what I mean. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean. wow.
1: I mean, like, honestly, I don't know how i done it honestly maybe just done the minimum and come through with good results but yeah I didn't fail anything <laughs> Luckily, Fantastic just luck though honestly because I should have failed a lot because there was absolutely no respect for score or anything that come with it back then mm. Mm.
0: um but you had a lot of fun so you enjoyed it oh enjoyed yeah, it? yeah 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 definitely
1: enjoyed it the okay. friendships more than anything
0: yeah and um you said you went on to college. What did you go to college to study? Randomly, I, I, I think what I actually got at
1: the end of it was called a BTEC National Diploma in Childhood yeah. Studies. So, okay, yeah, so it, I could have become a nursery school teacher, I think, at the end yeah. of that. Um, the reason I'd done that was back then now that I've got children I've changed my mind uh, I absolutely loved working with children my dream was to be a nursery nurse and um yeah. have one one day my own nursery and things like that so yeah. I did kind of had have a dream and I, I tried to pursue it but then um and I, and I and I and I completed that as well actually to be honest I mean it went quite well um college but again yeah. I was still out <laughs> with my friends all the time, evenings, yeah. weekends, yeah. you know, so just doing the minimum to get by there to then do all the rest.
0: Okay. Um, and was there ever, and I know like BTEC's vocational qualification and, and that route sends you into following like you said, a particular career, such as um, like for you, childcare. Um, was there ever any conversation or expectation uh, about university? did that ever come up never
1: I mean the, the school probably spoke to me about it at some point explaining you know what you needed to do to go to university yeah. but um it just seems so far off for me I mean um I know a few of my friends not Lowe's, because I had lots of different types of groups of friends as well yeah. as I was over the place and then yeah. um, those that went to university they obviously had to move away um mm-hmm. and my parents weren't in the position to help me do something like that. I mean, I started working when I was fourteen with weekend jobs and um and yeah. and as soon as I started working, I would then help in the house not because they needed my help, but that was their way of teaching me you know if you if you start earning you, you've got to start helping the ho- home as well yeah so, um, I wasn't really in the position to ask them to help me and I, I didn't know that you could get student loans and to be honest thinking about that now I'm quite glad that I didn't because I'd probably be up to my eyeballs in debt yeah. um, <laughs> which yeah. is what a lot of people say comes with university. Yeah. I, I think if I wanted to my parents wouldn't have blocked me it just no. never ever came from me that that was what I wanted to do so and they never said well why don't you go to university so it just yeah. never it was never on the cards for me at all
0: yeah and out of interest um
1: what did your parents do um well my father enrolled in naval boardings at the age of 14 and then went on to have a naval career wow yeah and yeah. my mum then studied to be a nurse for the elderly so she didn't do a university either so we didn't really have a university background in our family to be honest
0: yeah okay um thank you now we've talked about college and hastings and partying and bunking (laughs) off how do you we talk about how you get from there (laughs) to verona and it's interesting you said about well you have to leave home to go to uni because you've moved countries (laughs) what was your what happened once you got your btec well, it wasn't really, you know,
1: moving away from home that was blocking me to go to university. It was all the rest that came with it, you know, the money that you needed yeah. to do that. So yeah. what happened was, I, like I said, I wasn't really a, into my school, uni- university work as I should have been. I was out a lot um, doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. And um, yeah. when we had a rule in my home, which is when you got to 18, you moved out, you know, you yeah. started your life on your own. Yeah. So university obviously finished when I was eighteen. Not a university, sorry. <laughs> College obviously finished when I was eighteen, and I think my dad just sat me down and said, "You need to to leave Hastings. You, if you want to do something with your life, then you need to go." Yeah. And um, and I kind of got from him that if I didn't do that, then I would have lost his support. And I'm I'm devoted to my dad. I'm devoted to my whole family, but my dad was very important for me has yeah. been for, for the whole of my life so um I kind of stepped back and thought he's telling me sign care, so I need to see what I can do with what I had so um yeah. I then found out about nanny agencies online oh, online I don't even think we had the internet back then <laughs> sounds <Yeah>. so old. <laughs> anyway, I wrote to a nanny agency in London and um basically they were looking for nannies to put into homes overseas so yeah I'd been around you know, Europe on holidays with my friends and I'd never been to Italy. So I, I said to them, I'd like to go to Italy on a nanny experience. And it, it, it literally just all happened at the same time. I mean, I remember getting my driving license in July, 1997 and I was no June, 1997, because I became 18 in June. And then I left for Italy in August, 97. So, wow. I didn't even get to drive in England, which is another funny story to be oh. honest, because the first time I got behind the wheel in Italy was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I phoned this nanny agency. St- they put me in Florence, in Tuscany, not near f- in Florence, in Chianti, which everybody knows for the wine, obviously. The wine, yeah. And uh, um, through this nanny agency, I was put into a family where they had uh, a six year old son. The parents uh, had the pharmacy, the local pharmacy. They owned um, some farm cottages that they rented out to on holiday lets, and the father was also the Italian champion in pole vaulting. So yeah, so (laughs) random. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He was like (laughs) an Italian champion. I mean, he went to the Olympics and everything back then, before my time, and um, and I just went into this family and to be honest the first three months were absolute hell and that was just because it was a completely different so so different to what I'd been doing that up until the day before I mean I'd been doing what I wanted that I was out when I wanted I was I didn't you know I helped with some money at home but I didn't have to do anything kind of thing and then I went into this family and um not only did they ask me to look after their son, but I used to have to help with the housework. And we're talking about yeah. Italian Tuscan villas here. They've got terracotta on the floor. So yeah. you don't just hoover. You have to do wax, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the first three months, I, I I I just wanted to go home. I wanted to go back to my friends and just... Oh, I was ready to give up. But then the lady, the mum that of this family, um, who I absolutely adore, I say she's one of the most important role models in the whole of my life so far. She just took me under as a daughter because in Italy at 18, you're still, still you're not a child, but they would never send you out to do that by yourself without any experience until... <laughs> So she um, kind of adopted me. She was like, you've come to work for us, but I'm going to mum you at the same time. But she was very yeah. stern. She was really tough as well on me. You know, like, you need to go to school in Florence. And you need to learn the basics of Italian. Because I didn't speak a word of Italian. I didn't know what ciao meant, you know. And everyone... <laughs> <laughs> You know, and um, so I remember getting up at six in the morning in the f- first few months and getting on a bus to go an hour to Florence and do classes where I absolutely understood nothing. And um. But I I, I didn't give up, you know, I thought, right, uh, after three months, I had a moan and a cry on the phone to my dad. He's just like, it's too soon. You can't give up yet. Keep on going. And then three months became six months and they grew on me. I grew on them. And, you know, things just went from there. It's crazy because then they then taught me how to run the agriturismo, which is like the farm, Mm -hmm. the farmhouses. And I loved that as well because I was in touch with so many um, different foreign people on holidays. So I was helping them look look after them whilst they was on their holidays and you know, handing all the apartments. And I was just getting more and more responsibility and being taught so much. I mean, I didn't realize how much I loved tourism and I really think that was what I should have done. (laughs) Right. That I I was just thrown into it. and, And I had an opportunity to learn uh, inside my family because now the Italians then became my family and um and and it went from there I mean I, I stayed with that family for three and a half years. Um, and just
0: uh, something that I'm thinking so like you said the day before you went you were just doing you were like you passed your driving test like yay pass my driving test and now I'm going to <laughs> live in another country in somebody's house and I don't speak the language Mm. and they're giving me responsibility for their child and 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 the and the dad is pole vaulting all over the place (laughs) um and but what do you think it is about you that made you go yeah be all right (laughs) I'll just I'll I'll go and do that I mean that's really something yeah I think
1: it's because I come over to Italy as a child. I know that we're not children at 18, ah, but I. Okay.
0: <clears throat> okay. Oh, right. Okay. Speaking yeah.
1: about it now, I was. Yeah. And I've right. never really had the opportunity to test myself to do something else. I was literally yeah. just at school and college doing yeah. the minimum. Yeah. And I didn't realize that if you've done more, you could get more. I don't know if that sounds ah, right. It- yeah
0: yeah no I I know exactly what you mean
1: yeah 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 so when they then gave me the the opportunity to do more and it was they realized you know that I could look after this son with with my eyes closed I mean he became my brother I I I saw him this weekend and he's now the Italian champion of pole vaulting he took after his dad (laughs) I know it's absolutely crazy but um when they realized that I could do that and a lot more they they didn't stop giving me opportunities they they was so open with me and helped me grow into a woman and um, develop a personality that I had. I mean, everyone's always said that I've been fun going, you know, a a great person to speak to, but I didn't know how to apply that to anyone else, but my friend group, to my peer group. So they helped me grow and develop and gave me the possibilities to also do that.
0: Yeah. And um, out of interest, um, I know that the UK has got a reputation for its nannies. That's why international families hire British nannies. Do you you think at the time they realised kind of that they were bringing in a very young, green person?
1: (laughs) They already had actually had a different nanny before me, but she was from Poland. Okay. And um, she, she'd she found and met someone and wanted to start her own life there. So they had had that experience before. It's just that we were very different people. I mean, I yeah. come in and I was explosive all over the place. You know, I want to do yeah. and, um So they kind of had to control me <laughs> as well as teach me everything. But, um, yeah, they knew what what they were going into. and But they had space and the possibility to also do that. I mean... I had my own little wing of the house with my own bedroom, my own bathroom. Um, they gave me my car, which <laughs> I, I crashed wow. the first one because I obviously didn't know how to drive on the right side of the road. Yeah, so They knew what they were taking on. But yeah. you know, that can go good or that can go bad. I mean, I, I honestly can say that I fell on my feet with them. Yeah, um, I, amazing. I also think that they did too. I don't think it was just the one way that I was lucky. Yeah. I think they they love myself and my son to bits still and I mean like I said I was with them this weekend and we're family yeah you know and they rely on me as much as I rely on them so yeah
0: I love it yeah Uh, I love it um three and a half years go by
1: yeah so we're in 2001
0: right what do you do
1: next well I wanted to just change a bit because obviously I, I left home saying I'm going to travel the world and then ended up staying in the same place for three and a half years. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> met a great group of people whilst I was on holiday that are like butlin's redcoats they're called animation staff in the hotels yep. <laughs> but they're not just butlins every hotel in Italy if you go on holiday to a seaside or ski resort yep. hotel you're going to find the butlin's redcoats coats there dancing and singing around so um I found a group of these whilst I went on holiday and they asked me if I was interested in doing a season with them. So, um, I asked Carla, which was my Italian mum, if she minded if I left them for three months just to go and work on the ski slopes. And yeah. she didn't mind. And I left in, I think it was December, 2000, 2001. Mm. And, um, that was crazy. That was absolutely crazy. I'd never been, I mean, I still didn't speak Ital- perfect Italian by then. <laughs> yeah. I'm remembering this now. I mean, I threw myself into, into this place where you'd have loads of Italian families on holiday and I was meant to entertain them. And I just <laughs> done it by, you know, <laughs> karaoke singing. I know all the old Italian 60s songs and people say to me, oh. how, how do you know Italian music so well? Because I used to do karaoke. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. <laughs> music,
1: things like that. But in, at the same time I'd done that, we, we also ran a pub. And um, like we proper ran it, I was uh, part of the five people that looked after this pub. And then there I started learning about looking after a a company, you know, orders and stuff like that. And at the end of those three months, the owner of the hotel that I worked in, who was also the owner of the pub, he said to me, what are you doing now? And I said, well, I'm going to go back down, you know, to Greve. And he said, I've got another hotel that I need to reopen. Are you interested in helping me run it? And I was 21 with no experience. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I do actually. And I was like, yes, let's do it. You know, I want to try, but you're going to need to teach me everything. So yeah, he did. We sat down for the whole, I, I phoned Carla and we had a really bad call, crying with each other. Cause I told her yeah. that I, you know, I didn't, I wanted to try saying chaos and she was fine with it. And I then spent three months just learning and learning before we reopened the hotel. And that was a, a a massive resort as well. That you know had swimming pools, basketball courts, animation. We had everything in that hotel. Yeah. And then I learned how to do that. the th- The first season it opened um, was difficult. It, it it was like running the Big Brother because, <laughs> you yeah. know, with seasonal stuff, you give them somewhere to sleep. So we'd have people yeah. coming from over Italy to work there, and you'd give them their staff rooms and, yeah, you know, but, and and during the season you'd have the waiter to argue with someone in the kitchen and then they didn't do that and I was 21 and I was thinking oh no they were all older than me as well yeah so um I then ended up covering people so you know if I could cover the bar I'd be behind the bar making cappuccinos and then it, yeah. I'd be you know so that went on for three years as well.
0: <laughs> and, and did you in that time learn um as well as the language of people having an argument in Italian did you learn business Italian as well I learned tourism Italian
1: because I've now realized that what I learned there is completely different to what I speak where I am now as well ah. because, yeah. <laughs> so okay. every every stage every job or every place that I was put into my, ta- my Italian would com- grow so much but then my English would remain behind because I was yeah. speaking, you know, when you're 18, you, d- you don't use certain things in English. You re- honestly don't need to. And then I yeah. I started using them in Italian and then realised I didn't have them in English. So I'd be phoning <sighs> my parents and they they would be laughing at me down the phone. Yeah. Because they're like, you can't speak English anymore. <laughs> But it's, it was really, it's really difficult to explain sometimes what I do or what I was doing in, a, in mm. an English that I'd never used before. So, yeah,
0: anyway. that's incredible. Did you know how to ski, by the way? Did no, you? No, I, I learned that there as well. You, I learned uh, how to snowboard. Wow. i did ski and done
1: snowboarding, but I gave that up as well.
0: God, it's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So, you, you ran a hotel, right? You opened that hotel, you ran it. <laughs> Yeah. Did everything yeah to, to cover for when people couldn't as um, you do yeah and and what happened after that uh,
1: another three three and a half years there, and then I <laughs> moved to verona I, I met another group of friends, actually meant the actually to be honest, I met the father of my son, <laughs> yes <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so um yeah, moved to verona, and um I had no idea what I was going to do when I got here. So I applied to uh, applied to a come. Uh, I asked you how this, they're called the last time we spoke, you know, job, a, rec- a recruiting company. Recruitment yeah, company. Yeah, so- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, they said to me, oh, we've got a com- an international company who's looking for a secretary, are you interested? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, anything. I, I, yeah. I was in the situation where I would have done anything to not be working. I would, would have hated to have not been working. I arrived in Verona in mid-September and started in KPMG on the 1st of November so it was oh. a month to settle in job interviews yeah. and then I was thrown into the KPMG world and I had no idea what KPMG was back then either yeah absolutely no idea I mean what helped me get the job back then for sure was the fact that I spoke English which obviously being in a you know in a, in a big company like KPMG they look yeah. for people that speak English so yeah
0: that, but they yeah. didn't know that you spoke English from the 90s. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, they did back then as well, you know. Their English. English yeah. <laughs> so I kind uh, of got away with it. Yeah. That's
0: just it, it is incredible. Did, did you have any secretarial skills?
1: Well, in the hotel, you know, so basically, yeah. you know, answering the phone, uh, emails were just coming out then as well. Because I remember when I started, and I'm actually the first of November, that's today. So today's my 18-year anniversary in KPMG.
0: Wow. Today. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very proud.
1: <laughs> Love it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But um, back then, we were still using faxes and things. So I kind of, yeah. I was lucky to enter in the moment where they were flipping on to, you know, emails, internet, yeah. um, to, you know, travel companies were setting up those systems where you'd have to go online to do it and because yeah. I was only 23 back then yeah and, you know you've got your minds open and you want to yeah. learn it so I was yeah. I had the advantage of you know being able to take all that on board and help them move forward yeah take, blowing up the facts and going on to emails that kind of thing yeah
0: yeah did they um through that recruitment process did the question of whether you had a degree come up
1: Yes, kind of, because I know that KPMG do tend to employ, prefer to employ those that have done university Mm -hmm. or have attended university. But again, my uh, experience in running a hotel, so secretary, you know, secretarial duties and English kind of worked yeah. then and and I was yeah. with them for just two months with that recruiting company and then you know after a certain while they employ you directly yes and I, and I remember they said to me at the end of the two months okay so we're going to employ you but your Italian needs to get better <laughs> it still hasn't yeah. I, I, I sit on the same floor as as the partner that employed me back then and we still laugh about the fact that my Italian's still <laughs> all over the place like my English
0: <laughs> um do um so i mean 18 years in the business is significant um amount of time and you don't do the role today that you did then um so tell me a little bit about that how you moved from starting as a kind of secretarial support into being involved in marketing and events yeah (laughs) um
1: well luckily again i was uh, put together with two partners who worked on international matters Mm. so they uh, were always speaking with partners from over the world and Mm. we need to keep our clients updated on you know developments and what's going on and they used to organize little tiny events for just their clients and these other partners and I would help them do that and Mm. I mean, 18 years, I mean, KPMG's changed obviously in 18 years as well. I also had the opportunity to work on a global event um, with another of my role models, I would call her Maura, um, who's actually English, she works in KPMG in London and um, she threw me into an international event, I think there was about two, three hundred people there and That was when I actually understood that I loved events. That I mean, Mm -hmm. my mind was blown by what you could do the organization, you know, the plenary, the stage, the setup. I mean, I had I was so lucky to be put next to Maura because what would then happen was I would come back from the events that I'd done with her and bring what I learned into Italy. So I was able to apply also what I was learning from other people again, um, being lucky to put with people that could teach and then wanting to bring back what I learned and apply that into my job so I think that's how it all started and then you know things developed Uh, being here for such a long time I kind of understood the business I worked so closely with so many of the people here and it it just went from there it really did
0: (laughs) it's again there's a yeah yeah, I'll do an international event. I mean, you know, if your entertainment didn't turn up, then they'd be sort of you're like, I'm there, karaoke. <laughs> Give me an Italian 60s hit. I'd do it. I'd do it. <laughs> I'd. Do... Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and so you mentioned um, you've got a son. Yeah. And how, does, how do your experiences perhaps inform the guidance you've given to him? if he he chooses to listen. (laughs) Um, Well, to be honest,
1: Carlo is is, is completely different in Italy. Schooling is completely different. I'm finding myself very frustrated with Italian schooling because it's really, really tough. Um, It's not as hands-on as English schooling. I mean, I'm now missing English schooling that I used to hate back then. But um, (laughs) what can I say to Carlo? What I do say to him, I mean, he's recently had to choose the school that he wanted, you know, what do you want to do when you're older and choose his direction... And I've said to him, in Italy, there's two kind of schools. They're called Liceo and Tecnico. If you go to Liceo, then you're kind of forced to do university because you haven't got a piece of paper that say you've done something. You know, you need to do university, then have a piece of paper. Um, I've sent him to the other school so that if he does get to the age of 18 and he's not ready for university, or he doesn't want to go to university. he He can then work. So that was my first piece of advice to him. You know, you don't have to do university to do something in life. I honestly respect anyone and everyone that does and has done university because, you know, I see the effort and the time and everything that goes into it. But I don't want to force that onto him at all. Mm -hmm. If he wants to do it, I will be there for him. Obviously, mummy cuddling him because over here at 18, he would not be thrown out of the house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my advice to him was, you know, think about what you like now and work on that rather than thinking about the future that you've got no idea about. Don't throw yourself into something too big for you now. You know, take it step by step and do your best yeah. at what you're doing now.
0: Yeah, that's really, that's fantastic advice. Um, I'm just making a note of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, I, and it makes you think about, I guess there's, a, I get a sense that you have that real live in the moment and, you know, make the most of every opportunity, but my goodness, you did <laughs> just do, that's not too big for me, I'll, I'll do it, be fine
1: um yeah <laughs> yeah I, it's it's kind of like that I mean if if anything that they will ask anyone ask me to do I will try and do it I'm I, I'm not able to say no and but then I also do not like to fail so rather than failing or doing something badly I'm not afraid to ask for help or advice yeah. so um you know you get a new project to work on and maybe I don't know how to use something I'll, I'll, I'll speak to my colleagues I'll write to someone that does it and I'll spend the time to learn on how to do it and then in whilst I'm doing it see how I can make it better as well so yeah
0: yeah um and and actually I think there is definitely a so you did your BTech which primed you for your career as a nanny and then you said you really studied how the hotel needed to run before it was reopened. And so there, there seems to be that thing there. Where you've done the events and you've studied how that should work and brought that back into um, Italy. So you can apply what you've learned there. Um, I'm still just blown away by it. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. Do you ever feel like do you look back and go, I can't believe I did that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do all the time and everyone says yeah. to me I should be so proud of what I've done because we all have our dark moments don't we and you see me think yeah. oh I wonder what I would be doing if I'd stayed there and I'd done that or if I hadn't done that or but then someone would just look at me and say are you crazy you've done everything and everything that you've done you've done well so you should just like be proud yeah. of what you do and yeah. and I, I am I'm a, I'm a very proud person yeah. um, and very determined so put those two together and you've got
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um and what what's next do you reckon <sighs>
1: but at the moment i'm still really happy where i am i mean yeah. if if things carry on as they're going here you know i'm i'm happy here i've got still got so much more to learn you know everything's becoming digital now and yeah. everything that i'd learned up until yesterday needs to change especially after mm-hmm. covid i mean we went through from you know on-site events to online events and mm. we were thrown into that we weren't yeah. ready but we were thrown into it so i'm really happy here but if, if you know i've thought about the future <laughs> and if i w- was to change again i would uh, probably go back into tourism i think that's mm. where my my heart is either a, a business hotel with an event side so that i could yep. then work with people that are doing what I'm doing now because now I understand them more. I'd be able yeah. to, you know, put the two things together. Yeah. If not a little boutique, agritourism, ho- ho- I don't know, guest house with a few apartments to look after. I just need to be in the middle of people. I just need to be where people are. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And um, what, what do you think sort of throughout your life? There's some things you've touched on there about not being afraid to ask questions and, um, well that kind of lifelong learning attitude what what do you think has really served you well throughout all the experiences that you've had like where you've approached the diff the different careers you've had over the course of your time in Italy
1: well like I said before determination for sure I mean yeah. curiosity as well you know yeah. there's it's always wanting to to know what comes you know get better to know what's coming next and like I said before pride as well and yeah. um, I, I and giving the best that I, I can in everything and I'm not talking about just work here as well you know uh, people ask me to organize their birthday parties now because they know that I do events and I, yeah. I make sure it's absolutely what the best it can be because I just yeah. love the fact that, you know, people are happy and, you know, pleased. And there's nothing better than receiving a compliment from someone, is there? You know, someone's mm-hmm. saying, well done, you know, you, you, you're really good at what you do. And that just strives me to be even better or try even more. So yeah. I, th- I would definitely say determination, though, because I've had, I've had my dark moments over here too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm by myself. I've been by myself since I left. Yeah. I'm far away from my, my family. I, I mean, I, I gave, I had a son and over here, um, grandparents have, have counted on a lot. Um, yeah, I didn't have that. They came and yeah. visited obviously, but I didn't yeah. have that. And then, uh, um, you know, if life goes on and I went back into work when my son was five months old and then, but I didn't give up, you know, you, yeah. it's a learning curve. You, you I've done loads of mistakes with my son too back then, if I think about it. But you learn from your mistakes. So what? Where I didn't, where I wasn't successful, I made sure I would be the next time, and I just kept on doing that. And so I definitely said the the key word for me is determination. Yeah, absolutely,
0: brilliant. (laughs) It's just fantastic. I've so enjoyed talking to you and hearing about what you've done. It's completely in awe. It's amazing.
1: It, it, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, and anyone that, you know, is thinking about do it, I would just, just do it. Honestly, don't lose time, you know, thinking what you're going to miss from your friends and your family because they're always going to be there for you, honestly. I mean, um I, when I first moved over here, I didn't miss my family that much, but not because... I didn't miss them I don't, I don't know how to explain yeah. but because there was so much going on around me yeah and um, so much so, so much dif- so many different things to learn and to see I just kind of got on with it and I kind of think I miss them more now because I've got my son and I'd love to, for them to be more part of my life yeah but they were always there for me always always and true friends are always going to be for there, there for you too so you're not missing out on anything or two and I'm still partying now you know it's not like I left England to <laughs> become yeah. you know I don't got, I haven't I a really good life I, I still go out I enjoy everything you know it, it just changes and you know it changes for the better so just throw yeah. yourself into it don't be scared it, that's what I can say to anyone that's thinking of leaving England for a while or forever you know just do
0: it definitely yeah. brilliant well that's I mean that's perfection because my last question was going to be what advice would you have to oh, offer but, but it's no no I mean it is it's to just do it and I and I absolutely love that point of your true friends and and your family that people will be rooting for you even if yeah. you don't know it they'll yeah. be they'll they'll want the best for you um Definitely. and and I just thought that was lovely when you talked about your dad at the beginning and saying you know he kind of knew it, you could see he could see what was possible for you and it's like you need to go out there yeah. and find it yeah you know,
1: it, and you like, know I'll always be you. grateful to him for that because he honestly yeah. kind of put it there and said if you don't then me and you are gonna fall out and he he's always wanted so much more for me and he's honestly my biggest fan he always says to me how proud he is so yeah. that that's just the biggest reason to keep on going it really yeah. is
0: <laughs> yeah Yeah. awesome well that's great um really appreciate you spending time with me leanne because i know it is busy where you are and i know that it's hot and i'm very jealous (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me that's all right lovely thank you for listening to university challenged with me tony kent and my very special guest this week leanne barry If you enjoyed it, please share it around, spread the love, send it to somebody that you know would appreciate learning a little bit about what it takes to start all over again in another country without having to go to uni. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode.